0: Welcome to Stepping Toward Justice with me, Sarah A. Ford, a podcast where we'll explore what justice really looks like inside of a courtroom, outside in our communities, and where access to justice is lacking. We'll talk with advocates, survivors, and changemakers working to make justice a reality for us all. We can't change what we don't understand or acknowledge, so let's take a step together towards justice. Hey, Amy. I'm oh, sorry. I had a federal proffer that ran a little late. <laughs> That's okay. We've just been talking about, well, We start, what did we start talking about? Like uh, Ted Lasso. We talked Ted about Lasso, that. Ted Lasso, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you watch that, but huge fans of that. Um, And then we just started talking about, you know, the Murdoch trial feels like it was 84 years ago and it was yesterday, right? Yeah, it does not feel 84 years ago to me. <laughs> Well, you're still dealing with with a lot of it, aren't you?
1: I am.
0: So, what's the latest, Amy?
1: Well, um, it's crazy. I I got real worried because, um, you know, I the way that I think that it's going to go for Eddie is, um, you know, no prison time, things like that. But then when these Fed indictments came down, I was like is he gonna get swept up in that but knock on wood i don't think they're interested um you know in the type of behavior that he was required to do you know because of alex so hopefully it'll just you know run its course but um just yesterday is it yesterday? i don't know my days are running together now um just either yesterday or the day before no I don't, it must've been yesterday. I don't know. But anyway, I got this big, um, discovery dump from the AG's office. And I was like, what in the holy world is this? Oh gosh. But, um, so I called him and I was like, look, is, you know, I'm doing 18 things right now. Is this something I need to stop and look at? And she's like, no, no. But so they're gearing up for their state trials as well and so they were just because they shared it with some dependents they had to share it yeah, with me i was like, i'm not looking at it right now because it's a lot of numbers and i'm like i can't right it. oh <laughs> um, it's just I, I i don't know i still feel like there's this weird dichotomy between the feds and the state and i don't i don't know it's
0: it's always been a bit of like a pp contest is what i i've always feel like and it's like who's first who's last where are you going who's going to who's going to you know for defendants and your practice is exclusively criminal defense right amy um i mean
1: i would say 98% of it i mean i do some which i think even though it's civil in nature i still think it's criminal defense i do pcrs <laughs> and appeals yep. um but like my my personal injury stuff i usually um farm out so i'm still a part of but right you know, I get the people there and that's
0: it. Yeah. So, you know, when I was, a for- I'm a foreign prosecutor and, you know, it was always the cases that I never wanted the feds to take that they, you know, I always was like, please, I want them to take this case. They would never take those cases, but always the ones I'm like, yes, what a kick-ass case I've got here. They're like, Tuh! like, yeah, well, hands from coming down, right. right? Um, I just so- don't. Like, for Corey,
1: I get it. I mean, because obviously, there's this also weird, um, you know, like, if you plead to one first, if you plead to one first, then like, you have to, you know, you you can't just move your time and and things like that. So, I think the big concern for everyone is that they think Alec is going to get moved to Fed, but he's he's not going and i like no. i can't i can't explain that to people enough but you know
0: well i think people think like well you go to prison like you get you know you go from like state prison to federal prison and back again and all that and i'm no. like nah, yeah. like he's he's gonna be in state custody i mean that's the, the thing about the feds is like they want to come in at the end of that especially if they're going to be in um, Right, and i guess so you know to that end it's like what's the point Great question. One that I, I did not write it down, but I was like, I hope we talk about that. And Amy Lawrence Lovely, thanks for joining us. You're muted, babe. You're muted.
2: <laughs> can you hear me now? We can hear you now. I'm so sorry. I've become my mother, you know, not ha- like you'd think I've never used like a Zoom or a StreamYard. It's like everything that <laughs> could go wrong. With the with I'm so sorry, y'all. <laughs> You're good. You're good. It happens. It happens. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, I was hoping we were going to talk about that tonight because like, what does that really look like? I think most people think it's just like, uh, hodgepodge. I mean, whatever. for Corey, it looks like heaven. He'll do mm-hmm. two, maybe three years
1: and, and really just, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And, and, you know, I've never been one to master politics. Because I usually just say what I'm thinking, um, which apparently, you know, you're not supposed to do.
0: But, apparently we're not,
1: yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, but I just don't understand. What's telling in life then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just don't
0: understand. Literal microphone. It.
2: I think we were all hope. this is what we were all hoping, right? When we heard that Corey was this cooperating witness, that we were going to like see everybody else, the other pieces of the puzzle come into play. Right. And I don't think that's what's going to happen no because i don't think anybody really wants to ask those questions i don't think anybody's asking those questions yeah. in fact dare if you hear me ask the questions.
3: <laughs> where's the um, <because>, money
2: <laughs> yeah and it's like you know the only way to really to bring integrity back it in, back to the system which is what we're all hoping for is shining a spotlight and asking all the questions that we're all thinking in our head or People are posting on these um, Facebook groups, you know, like the Murdoch murder group and all these different groups. And they're all asking the same questions we are. And when we're not asking the same questions, then the question becomes why it's because they don't want us to know the answer. They don't want to know the answer. Right. Because they've got an inkling of what it might be because it's going to drag all these different big players in. And that's the fear. And I've said from the very beginning, I don't think Dick Hart wanted to be involved in this shit show. Sorry. From like day one. He he's there to keep everybody from not going off the rails and dragging everybody down with him. That's what I truly think his purpose in this whole thing is.
0: Well, I'm so glad that y'all joined us because we're recording this for the podcast. Um, and these are the important questions because I love that. I feel like every time I, I get together with y'all, whether it's just we're just chatting sometimes on the phone, I, I talk with you sometimes, Amy Lawrence, lovely. Um, or we're like on STS or one of those. It's like I always feel like you all are looking at the state of affairs in South Carolina legal community in a very similar way. And right now it's that it ain't that great. It's just not. And we got work to do. And I feel like we keep having folks that try to like us and say, it's all good. Don't worry about the man behind the curtain. We're doing so much, but all of that. And it pisses me
2: off every time because it's like, if we were. That, if, that we do not acknowledge. We cannot change, right? A thousand percent even the people that
1: are supposed to be the ones shining the sunlight and fixing the problems and blah, blah, blah. And it's like,
2: we watched a trial. Why are we still swimming in this tiny little was about financial crimes, right? We had an accountant with a gun, get up and testify. He was very fancy, at least he thought he was. And we found out about all the money that he stole, but nobody asked where it went. Yeah. Like dun, it, dun. And I mean, that's very purposeful.
0: I mean, I think sometimes where it it becomes like, if we ask that question, how many people, how many, how far are these tentacles going to go? And are they going to wrap some of us up? And I don't mean, uh, but just in general, Collected. like collectively wrap us up in it. And
2: we will isn't, never clear the air. If, we don't. if you did, if you stole people's money, if you knew that people were stealing people's, like I, I talked, like this is. I feel like it goes back to what I told my kids right last week. Something happened at school, and my kid stood up for another kid. A kid said a word that you don't say, and he looked at him. And he said, "We don't talk like that." Go ahead. And and I said because I've taught my children from the time they were little that. If you stand by and you know something wrong is going down and you don't try to stop it, then you're just as guilty. Or if well, you sit around and laugh about it and stuff, you're a part of the problem. You're not a part of the solution. Totally and somewhere along the way, um, from five to 55, 65, we've missed the mark because, like, who cares? Who cares if this drags judges into it? I don't give a two shits. If it takes on judges, because if they're doing shady stuff off the record, signing off on things, you know, and this is if they're doing that stuff, then guess what? Hold them accountable. I find it funny that the entire Republican Party. It goes back to this. I I see them; they're all like on their soapbox. You got to take personal responsibility, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and then when it comes time to hold people accountable, everybody's running for the hills. Don't look at it. Don't ask the question. It's like, are we insane?
1: Right, the one question that Amy and I ask each other constantly is, "How the football do you have a CFO? That's that's your job. You are the CFO. You know, and she was a CPA. Ten million fucking dollars goes missing, but you're gonna sit up there because you discovered what? You're still the CFO."
2: You're like a still couple
1: hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, it I, I don't I don't I don't still to this minute and I don't know how it happened, but somehow I got on I got on the Parker Law Group mailing list. I get like holiday cards oh, like in the mail. I'm like, what the So fancy, I, Amy. I know, I know. Like the first one I got, I was like or right, is there like a bug in this thing? Like what? <laughs>
2: hurt. they heard us talking shit, but they did
0: Anthrax, and in the whole. I just
2: don't understand.
1: Like I don't understand
0: how. <laughs> <I'm>, you know, <laughs> I open.
1: I open like South Carolina Lawyer Magazine, and the whole firm has pictures, and like, like, don't mind us. And I'm like, but I, I, I have so many questions. You know. <laughs>
2: Well, I find yeah. it funny that millions of dollars are stolen over a decade, right? Millions and millions and millions of dollars, but they only find it when it's their millions of dollars that gets stolen. Yeah. Is that a coincidence, do we think? Come on. And yeah. also, let me I'll also take great issue. Everybody in anybody who does personal injury knows you don't write checks to forge ever. It defeats the whole tax shelter purpose of it right money like if i were to get a case like let's say i have a case i settle it for a hundred thousand dollars let's use it a random number like a good whole equal number hundred thousand dollars and let's say it's a child right kid who's nine years old we put it into a structured settlement because we want it to grow that way the parents don't go and spend it or do something stupid and then we we agree we all agree with the parents in the court that they'll get a payout at eight, 19 for college, right? 20, 21 and 22. And then um, a payout at, let's say 25 for their first house. I, I do this quite a lot. A I always talk them into this and it always works out great. You handle college. It gives them a good and then it gives them money to put down for their first house. I think it's a great, a great process. Yes. Okay. So I, I get this, I work it all out, I get the $100 settlement. It never comes to me. That money never comes to me, never goes into my trust account ever. It goes straight to Forge, from the insurance company. Never comes to the lovely law firm, and then Forge cuts m- me the check. Right. My part, my attorney's fees and cost. So you never write a check never. to Forge, yeah? Because if I write a check to Forge, that means it's coming to my trust, and it has it uh, opens it, it up to impact, yeah, because it can grow tax free in this structure of settlement. But if not, then it doesn't grow tax free, and so the whole shelter part of it is broken and it opens up Pandora's box. So to act like that, they thought that that was a normal thing to write a check to forge blows my mind. I mean, yeah, I know that.
0: And I, have never been a personal injury lawyer, never done anything like that. And it's like, the money comes from them. It doesn't go to like, come on guys.
1: Did y'all see, um, I don't know who sent me the screenshot of it, but, um, but the forge guy, the director or whatever, uh, yeah, just had a birthday. And um
2: M- and, uh-huh.
1: yeah, yeah, Michael Gunn. And um mm-hmm. and Randy the First person
2: wishing was, happy birthday.
1: First oh, person birthday. was Randy. <laughs> I was just like, don't I mean just the optics. Like you pay you pay PR companies. I don't know how much money to try to fix you, whatever shit covered jacket you're wearing. And,
2: you know, and it it just makes it. This is not rocket science to say maybe, maybe I shouldn't be the first one on a Facebook page to wish this guy.
0: Maybe just text him. Maybe I just send him a text.
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Just text him. Maybe I don't, you know, and, and I wonder if that's, you know, I don't know if women are just innately better at this. No disrespect to men or you, Zeke, but, you know. No, total disrespect. We do everything better. (laughs) He says, I will sit quietly in the corner. He's like, yeah, 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 y'all just keep talking. (laughs) I just feel like women are able to look at things a little bit more broadly and see, you know, if I do this, it's probably not going to be good for for this in an easier way. Maybe that's why so many women are do like PR and like the whole mark, you know, I don't know, but it's just so crazy. Cause we're so emotional. Aren't you? I mean, it's just, <laughs> I'm crying all the time at work. My God. Um, but it, it does. I think it is those little things that just make people think what the heck? Like, why would you do that? Why would you just open yourself up to further speculation
2: and just get that, that you went through well, every lawyer, like, text thread that i have group text well and I'm like, like oh, just yeah. as you said like, like
1: what the heck i mean it, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier you find out in like may or, or even before that that there is there's hundreds of thousands of dollars that are not accounted for you know but you just let it roll and let it roll and let it roll but then you become the star witness because you're like oh not on my watch and I'm like but but it was on your watch a lot
0: <laughs> but yo wasn't that like the one thing in law school and like even bef- like beyond like bridge the gap or whatever which i feel like dick Harpootlian taught bridge the gap or am i dreaming yeah. um, <laughs> which is yeah. like the little like 3 day like lawyer like CLE boot camp before you become a real lawyer i guess um, yeah. but anyway it it's like that's the one thing that we always got so like drilled into us to be scared of. is, like, if a dollar is missed, like if it is not where it's supposed to be, like you are going down, you are going to prison, like, you know, your law license is gone, da, da, da. And then I just feel like I keep seeing more and more of this where I'm like, how does this just happen? I don't know. But I, then I, you'll I see the just... solo practitioner or the, or the,
1: you know, that's what, what, you know, even still like you look at the advance yeah, sheets
2: and it's like, license. yeah, they tell you, you have a better chance of killing somebody and keeping your law license and taking one nickel. You right. know I mean? Heck, I mean, I, I've seen sexual assault, I mean, sexual assault victims of, of attorneys and they still keep their license and they've sexually assaulted people. But you know, you take one nickel and it's done. You're done. It's crazy. Yeah. They scared yeah. them. One time we had a lady um after a lien was done that was 14 cents and wrote her a check, she would never cash it. It gave it just it gave Justin and I the most anxiety for months. And finally we called our ethics attorneys, Barbara Seymour. Shout out, she's amazing. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like giggling because she knows how serious we take it. I mean, I have three CPAs that look at my that help me three way reconcile everything every every month because I want to make sure it's perfect because they've drilled that in our heads. And then you see that mess. Right. Yeah. And she's like, Get permission from her to donate it to somebody. You know what I mean? And I'm like, "Are you sure?" And she's like, "Yeah." Is that okay? Here to respond it, put it in the file, and you're good. But I, I literally had it like was taking tums because of the heartburn it gave me over 14 cents. It's, well, unless your last name's Burger and Murdoch, and then you're good. <laughs> it only applies to some. It feels
0: like right, right. Um, only- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Amy Zimmercheck was telling us as you were joining Amy Lawrence Lovely, the Amy's, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, was We were talking about Cousin Eddie, Eddie and, you know, being wrapped up in any sort of federal stuff. And she, Amy's feeling, feeling positive, feeling good about that. Uh also were you knocking on? Every piece of
1: wood I could find.
0: My, I, hey, I'm with you. Hey, we do what we got to do, right? You know, um, but Amy Lawrence... What are your thoughts on the latest indictments that have come out? Like, were these shocking to you? Is it overkill? Is it annoying you as much as it's annoying
2: me? Tell me. Uh, it goes back to like, we all thought, okay, this is the moment where all these questions are going to be answered. Like we're going to find out who was really involved. And then we didn't. Like, And everybody was laughing because um, somebody on Twitter, some attorney was like, uh, Corey Fleming is a cooperating witness. Everyone's butt puckers in Hampton County, like, you know, what I mean, or whatever. It's like, you know, like I'm like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. He's not going to do anything. They all the, I mean, they, they think that um, everyone's hate for Alec Murdoch trumps and will, like, blind them to not even worry about anything else anymore, right? because yeah. we want to punish him so bad and put him under the jail because he's killed his wife and his child and i don't think that's how the public feels i mean i am a member of these facebook groups because it, they bring me pure joy <laughs> <laughs> the
0: drama that is in these groups. here amy Lawrence is in these groups yeah I don't, I rarely do, do
2: comment ever, ever, ever. Everyone's you're the them lurker.
0: Them. Like, you're like, that's not the
2: lurking. law. The law says this, you know, and I'll just give a statute, but they are not, I mean, they're still questioning everything, you know, daily, hourly, minutely. Um, and I just don't think this is going to do it. And so the, the question becomes, why are we so unwilling to shine a spotlight on wrongdoing and unlawful behavior? Why is it okay if you're fancy to do the wrong thing? I mean, yeah. we see what happens when that goes unchecked. I mean, the, um, I would say that years, uh, yeah. I would say that Maggie and Paul understand the price that is paid when we leave that unchecked for two for so long. So like When when is it going to be a when is when is the moment that we're going to go oh snap we should do something about it we should shine a spotlight and bring charges against all these people involved in something like what's it everyone know that someone has stolen like fifteen million dollars from people. that and, and the thing is, it's like, these are not, it's not like Bernie Madoff, right? Bernie Madoff stole money from rich people. He was a rich dude who stole money from rich people. Right. He was like the opposite of, um, uh, who's the guy? Uh, my brain's not working today. Uh, who's the guy who stole from the rich and gave to the poor? Robin Hood? Robin, he's the opposite of Robin Hood, right? <laughs> and I was like, question mark, Robin Hood? <laughs> All right, yes, yes, it is Robin Hood. um, right, I'm, 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 my brain's fried today. And my kids have been out like half days. It's like, and I'm a hundred places <laughs> I'm losing it. It's summertime. Um, it's like, oh. you're the best. You come right in with Robin Hood because I should know that off will top of my head. And it's like he's the exact opposite. So like, I, I mean, we all feel bad for people and if and if, that lost things, but like, okay, that's a horrible thing. We can, and he paid a price for it and all that stuff. But like here, Alec like Murdoch, like when I think like, y'all, I don't even take fees on cases. Like this, like I give them all the money. Like we have a case where a little, a four-year-old little girl was paralyzed and there's a couple hundred thousand dollars in, in insurance. Do you know what we did? I didn't take a fee because that little, like it makes me cry just thinking about it because that little girl's going to need every in that family to like hold them together and to be able to like give her the services and medical providers that she's going to need for the rest of her life. I don't even take fees on stuff like that. And here this mother effort. I'm abbreviating. He stole from paraplegics. I mean he people stole. had to
0: move out of their mobile homes because they did right. not have the funds to be. There were
2: poor little people and I, I mean that with like the most uh, utmost respect in the whole wide world. But like he stole from like the the least among us, the most vulnerable people. Yes. And I'm like, what in the world is like if we if why are we protecting all these people who helped him? still from paraplegics. What what is wrong with South Carolina where we're still not asking the questions to help this never happen again? Because Alec Murdoch and Corey Fleming are just two very small pieces of this puzzle. Very, well, very small. And, and
1: I know I'm going to, if you know whoever was watching this, you know, it's going to come back on me. But what, I mean, what's I know, what is a certain a sitting, what is a certain, what is a certain Murdoch sitting judge going to do to me at this point? But your own. Your own flesh and blood, who was a lawyer, who was, you know, is rest in peace, is gone now. But steals the penny tax from Richland County, steals from the the Richland County poorest people, you know. But gets reinstated, uh, gets his law license back. Sadly, passes away. But but you you can't tolerate that behavior. I'm like, but it's happening in your own house, and and it, and that's I think a, a a poor. It's an
2: it's an example
0: of
1: of no, everything that of we're
2: that, right. It's the house of the bar. It's right, right. All that. It's
0: everyone has a responsibility. Right. We are self reporting bar. Like if I see right. something, that, like we have a responsibility to report that. But it makes me question. Nobody who's doing that. None of these people are doing that, obviously, I mean, because it's just protecting the criminal, Like the everything. Well, is that's why I'm saying the Parker oh, Law Group
1: now. You know, there's not
0: one person called ODC. Yeah, so I keep seeing stuff on it's crazy. I keep seeing stuff on Twitter where, um, sometimes I wonder how my Twitter I feel like there's like the for you and then the people I'm following because then I'm like, how am I following all these people? And then I'm like, I'm not. This is just what Twitter thinks I want to see. Um, but a lot of people are talking about like, where was ODC throughout all of this stuff, like, and where are they now, and what's happening with that. I mean uh, they're still busy going after solo practitioners to get their
1: names um you know to get their names on the Wednesday list or whatever and, 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 and that's and that's what I don't understand. You know, I don't I mean that devastates people, you know. So what is it,
0: the commonality? Is it just money? Is it just power? Is it the, Power. the powerful you know the 10 powerful firms in the state like what
2: Anyway, that's exactly what it is i mean that is it's the venn diagram
1: oh she's dropped she's using dual the
2: venn diagram and powers in the middle yeah I, listen they will disbar my ass in a heartbeat probably for this podcast i mean exactly I, I feel the same way though i
1: feel the same way
2: it's just like if if this is not going to be the one thing we're going to hold people accountable for, then fuck it. What are we doing? Just get rid of the whole thing. Right. Just burn it all down then. Like, let's just Sometimes, you know what? I learned a long time ago, especially when I take on like big agencies, police departments, whatever, school systems. Sometimes you got to burn it down so you can build it back right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Well, and that's what I don't understand. Like, we know, we know thanks to a, you know, a certain, um, you know, pop- podcast that that just harps on this judge right and i don't go in front of that judge and and whatever i don't know her from adam's house Kat. but Ooh, there honey. but there's evidence out there that that not only in in the murdoch case but just in life that there's an abuse of power but it's just like nothing you see here you know and, and they're not even addressing it and and yeah. and i think that's the problem.
2: on blinders mm-hmm they're like horses and they're just hitting the trail that somebody gave them and one foot in front of the other. And, and and if it's not directly in front of them, and even if it is directly in front of them, they're not doing anything about it because they have a one track mind and they're obsessed with Alec and he's horrible. Right. And he's just oh, yeah. biggest piece of shit ever. I don't hate anybody, but like dead to me, you know, totally DTM. Agree. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Whatever. If he died, not one tear will be shared. Not making a lasagna for anybody's family. You know what I mean? Um, but there's, there's, there, he's just so, uh, such a tiny part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and until we like really just pull back the curtain and shine a light on all of it, then, you know, what are we doing? We're just pissing in the wind.
0: Totally, yeah. totally agree with that. And, you know, I was talking with somebody today about, and there and are all these pieces like I, I, you know, working with victims, we see so many, you know, failures in the like systemic failures. And it's like, well, you would hope that, you know, law enforcement would catch us or the prosecutors would catch us or the courts would catch like all of these things. And then you have victims that come after the fact and they're like, can you help me? And I'm like, this has been this has been burned down for you. Like, there's absolutely nothing that I can do to help you at this point. But, you know, looking at, at these systemic things The people that are actually willing to say, hello, like this is really crap, but we can do better. There are things called accountability. There are things called reestablishing trust in our legal system and all of that. Those are the people that are never going to kiss the right behinds to actually be in a position to do something about it. And that is what's so frustrating. Just watching this, just in general, just watching what's unfolded over the past couple of years, because it's really it's really a depressing state of affairs. It really, really is. And you're, it's like, so how do we fix this? I mean, obviously I have a microphone now and, you know, three people that watch me, but that's fine. I mean, they're going to listen and hear it, but, uh, or if they, you know, they can change the channel if they want to, but there's just so much going on. There's just like the self-protection, self-interest that keeps happening and it it's it's really frustrating because the people who suffer are the most vulnerable. Those are the the victims, the people the uh, quadriplegic, the people that we're we're seeing that are being stolen from and abused by the system, and you know by really shitty attorneys and such. are, are just the it's just the saddest situations, you know. And it's they're the victims
2: of all. Victims. It's yeah. it's
0: just awful. It really is. It just
2: they <laughs> get re-victimized, right? And the one system that's supposed to, like, the one system that's supposed to bring some kind of justice for him has right. been the one that that robbed him of it, the heart, you know, and, and re-victimized him the worst. And that's, and it makes me yeah. so mad because I love, I love being a lawyer. I me love too. it. It's the
0: best. I love it. Me too.
2: Like, my husband really? always says he's a lawyer, and he always, he always laughs. He's like, you get up so excited about being a lawyer. I'm like, most days I really do. And he's like, I wish I really loved the practice of law like you love it. I I love going in. I love court. I love being able to help the little guy. I love helping people like change their life. I love helping. Is there anything
0: more valuable in helping someone solve a problem that they can't solve on their own? So they come to you as a lawyer. Like to me, it's the most honorable thing to be able to sit there and help them. What's your Instagram number, Sarah? What is your Instagram number? Are you a two or an eight? Oh my God. So I'm an eight with a, was it a wing
2: two? Yes, me too. Okay, yes. Yeah, that's her. okay. That's me too. Justice and a helper, make, right? Yeah, Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. I knew it when you were talking like, she's an eight with a two. She's an eight with a two. Uh, yeah. It's like the best feeling to be able to help people. I mean, that's why we became, this is like, people always ask me, like I'll take on weird cases pro bono all the time. And they're like, "What? like, why would you take that? And the cases that no other attorney wants are the ones that I I want because those are the people who need you the most. And I looked at one, I looked at this one attorney from ODC because they were investigating why I would take a case. They thought there was some weird ulterior motive, I guess I figured out later. And it was an innocence project that Amy and I worked on um, for years, for five years, spent all this money. It's like crazy. And we exonerated them. And he looked, this attorney, he looks at me, this investigator. He's like, why would you take this case? And I was like, These are the cases you go to law school for that when you hear this, you can't, you you know, like um, people always make jokes that if you like witness a car wreck, you like act like you didn't see it. Like you can't like that drives me insane. Like, but when you see this kind of injustice, you stare it down and you take it on. Right. You go towards it it,
0: instead of walking uh, away.
2: Yeah, right. right, like if they need CPR, I'm not that great at it, but I'm running towards them. I'll, I'll, I'll give you mouth to mouth if you need it. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how I feel about things in life. Like when, especially when it's like a, a huge injustice like that, the, the cases that no one else wants are the one, usually the ones that I gravitate the most, gravitate to the most. And Amy's the same exact way.
0: I am. <laughs> Those are our well, jam. Well, it's so refreshing because you know, I mean, I I've been a prosecutor, a public defender, and now I'm a nonprofit lawyer. So, you know, people are always like, when are you going to go be a real lawyer? And I'm like, dude, I am a real, like, you know, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is the real law. Yeah. This is it. This is the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there are so many, you know, misconceptions. Like, I think we talked about this before, like the, all the lawyer jokes and all of that. Like, there's so like this small Venn diagram, like small, like number of people that cause like all of these, things that make, give the rest of us lawyers a really bad reputation and really like we have to fight so much harder to just be like level playing field. Um and I think that's what I think people think if we don't talk about it, it'll make it better. Like we'll get back to that level playing field faster. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. I think that people are like
1: people are that smart about to to trouble in the first place. Yeah. yeah.
2: Have you have you ever seen the Chris Rock um stand-up where he talks about bad apples cops, right? Mm-hmm. Bat- oh, it's just a bad apple. This Mm -hmm. cop killed somebody, right? And he goes, yeah, but like, would we say that about pilots? Yeah, he was just a bad apple. Took down a whole plane of 236 people. Like, you know what I mean? There are certain professions that we don't have the luxury of being a bad apple. That's police officers, that's lawyers, that's doctors. That's the people who have to help people in their most vulnerable Mm -hmm. moments, right? Pilots, also. Please be good at your job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get out and in like two days, Amy, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> you we know don't I mean? have the luxury of being a bad apple. You know what I mean? So, and that's what makes me so mad. I'm like, when you really, really love what you do, when people like abuse the systems, like the Alex Murdoch's of, of the world, they just send you like, my chest is just red. Look, can you see? Like just thinking about it, like makes me so mad because I love what I do. And I find it so honorable to be able to help people in the way that we do. just makes me so angry yeah it it doesn't make any sense
0: it doesn't make sense and I'm so I want to shift a little bit to the whole Gerard Price thing um because that's been like another like hot topic among like the lawyers and before I start talking this is for educational purposes only and allegedly okay go ahead (laughs) yeah Maybe Zeke. That's what I need to like. Yeah, like oh, the jail. <laughs>
2: Allegedly, for <laughs> educational purposes only. This is what I think may have happened.
0: Okay, go, this, ahead, go ahead. So, go ahead, Amy. Go ahead, Amy Okay,
1: so I'm gonna say it like this because because I would never name names because that that would be terrible. But there are some older when I say older, like just been practicing a long time, prominent lawyers that. I, I like and I love and we're on the same side generally, but but it's like it's like what's really like what's right, it's right in front of me, you know. Um Joe McCullough, I love that man, right? But but great so, hair too. Great hair. And he knows this because I say this to his face all the time. And and no, he is inc- incredibly intelligent. But when I the five point shooting. Happened, um, a case that I tried and got overturned. Um, but but you know, he was all like on the other side, and I'm like, Joe, I never like, I never know like when I wake up, like where you're gonna be. And I feel like we're in that same kind of situation where you know, I'm, I'm sure y'all have heard about what happened in Richland with the 14 year old, um, who was allegedly shoplifting and and blah blah blah. And and so we have again another lawyer that I love and respect, right? Saying how do we let this happen to victims and people and did it? But but just a month earlier, you were the one defending that same behavior, you know. And it, I don't. I guess like that's when I say I don't play politics or or whatever. Like like with me, you like you get what you see. You know where I stand on things. and that doesn't change just because a good headline or a good story or. It's right. Right. Like I'm the same, like no matter what. And it, and I, I guess I'm just disappointed. I wish more people were like that because I, you know, I never know. I mean, what happened to this 14 year old was horrific and terrible. Um, you know, if, if what I'm hearing, you know, that's out, but. um, You know, but at the same time. know i got a notification today um that the guy that broke in my freaking car and like took my whole life um you know was getting out of prison and i was like oh when's he getting out oh he got out um uh like three months no like like yeah like 10 days ago and i was like what's the point of signing up for this vine system you know and i i mean i really only do it for two reasons one you know he kept coming back here that's cuz i had to, like literally i had to like detain him and get him arrested but God. um you know but i also cuz i feel like you know victims especially in my line of work can can really drive either a plea or a trial or a whatever um a whole hearing um and so when i'm on the other when i get the opportunity to to be a victim and you know i mean it, you ask any but I hate an auto breaker. Like I hate defending them. I and I tell my clients when I, you know, when I'm like, dude, the worst fucking crime. Like, don't go into people's cars and take their shit. Like, why would you do? That? Like again, it's it's a quick fix for your high or whatever. Worst crime ever. But, <laughs> like I, it is. I hate that crime, right? But I don't, you know. But then on the victim side of it, you know, where I'm trying to like, you know, look at it and and, and it, it just. None of it makes sense. And so to bring it back to the dry pricing, like, like, you know, I, I, I mean, I completely and wholeheartedly agree with Todd that if, you know, 14 year old was shot in the back because he was black, um, you know, that's, that, that it's inexcusable, you know, along, along with whatever, you know, you know, and, and again, it's the whole shrouded in secrecy. The fact that it's still shrouded in secrecy, whatever Byron, Entered into, I mean, because that's where it started. Everyone wants to blame Manning. It didn't start with Manning.
2: It started with the uh, solicitor, you know. But I mean, but yeah, let me just tell you this: <laughs> the ultimate accountability is with Judge Manning. Yeah, and we we all don't. Nobody wants to come out and say it, yeah. but that's really because guess what? Um, he, when you know better, you do better, and he knew better, and he didn't do better. Right. And he knew that that was not going to fly, and he did it anyway. On his last
0: week. And, On and that's his last the point of a judge, though, is like, you know, you've got, you know, I'm going over here. You're going over here. Da-da-da-da. the judge is like, I'm going to keep this. We're going to
2: like throw the ball He's down this make sense of it and do the right thing under the right. law. And somewhere along the way, we've seen the deviation, whether it's in the Murdoch case or in, in the Price case or whatever, is that everybody's kind of living by their. It, well, I think this is everybody's living by their own code of uh, rules. Nobody's rolling by the rules of law and the rules of ethics of South Carolina's bar. And I guess the part that's disheartening for me is, is that we, um, and I guess I, I feel like this all the way to the very top with the Supreme Court of the United States, because I've lost faith in it too, with all the stuff that's come out with Clarence Thomas. And, you know, when John Roberts, who I've always really, really admired, there was this opportunity to do the right thing and he won't, he won't even like, he won't even look at it. You know, he's over there trying not to see the car wreck. Um, is we're not seeing the accountability because they're not they still haven't released all the documents and really got to the bottom of what really happened
3: all right. we know is we're
2: going to undo it and right because, and what we see seen it you know the south Carolina judiciary yeah. when's the last time we um ever held a judge like to account i'm not sure of one anybody know of one that's ever been Reprimanded. I, I mean, I think
1: know. that the way that they've been—I think most recently the way that they've been held accountable is not by not yeah. getting reelected, which is you know that's been a big thing. I mean, yeah. you know, well, I mean,
2: <laughs> but but I think that's the only way that would that well, we've been. thousand dollar retirement punishment. Right. I want to get punished like right. that. Nobody punishes me like that. Yeah. Right. No. Exactly. Wrong to get punished. So there you go. I don't know, I just expect more. I expect more from our judiciary. I expect them to do the right thing, to follow the law. Like these are the things that we want. And I I think when you don't bring it to light, um, it makes makes our community and the public lose faith in it too. Because if I'm Mm -hmm. losing faith in it as an attorney who's been practicing for 15 plus years, then imagine what the average person on the street or the 14 year old black kid feels like you know what i mean they don't have a chance it just it breaks my heart the whole thing breaks my heart
3: and we'll be right back
0: one thing that i've publicly harp on a whole lot is like lawyer legislators and judicial process and how we elect judges. And, you know, there's no freaking ever good system for, you know, electing judges publicly, whether we do it in the legislature or whatever, but there has to be some responsibility and accountability to the public. And if we're, if we don't have that, what do we have? Like, what is there to me? There's not, there's not anything that we can say, okay, well, you know, we don't, we don't believe in target this week we don't believe in our judicial system we don't believe it like it's all just okay well where are we gonna draw the line if it's not stealing
2: people's money what if they rape children is that is that is that gonna be the line breaker um what about stealing people's cars? like where are we gonna draw the line if if like stealing people's money and letting murderers out of prison it, like where is the line for us like where where are we gonna mm-hmm. like say enough is enough and then how do we get there i don't know, no, I don't but know here's the thing
1: and, and 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 I know because it's the defense attorney and me, you know, and some you know, I still don't know all I mean I've heard bits and pieces about you know what Dra did and I mean you know like one of the things that that I have heard is that you know the information that he provided got a really bad guy who escaped, got him back in prison, right? And he, and he did some the, other
2: he somebody too, didn't he? Like a CO or something, correction officer?
1: um right right and so right so i'm not saying that he doesn't deserve some 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 credit right absolutely right um and and i know that that's easy for me to say and and, you know and you know no matter what and this is the thing that i struggle with because i do represent a lot of people accused with murders is that is that you know no matter what happens at the end i mean you could kill them dick and firing sky squad style they're not ever you know those people are not coming back and 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 so you know like cassie alia is she's like i respect her so much because you know she when her husband was shot the force takers police officer Mm -hmm. and she was like look i have to heal i can't i can take one of two ways with this you know i can be the string everybody up take away guns but you know, so, but she didn't do that. And, and I think that, you know, I'm not saying that, that Price An didn't angel. deserve some, some credit, but again, it, it wasn't, I think that the, the bigger story, like you said, Amy, is
2: why it happened the way it did. Like. We you know, judges make decisions we don't agree with every day. That's okay. I'm not right. saying but not Give that. us the basis. And I'm not saying Mr. Price doesn't deserve some kind of leniency because like, God, isn't, Don't we all want people to walk away something a better person? Like, do you know I mean nothing right. would make my heart any happier than for Gerard Price to be a better person, to right. not ever want to hurt, any, to save lives and not take them? Right. That is like the ultimate goal of it should be anyway of our system. But and you make those decisions on the record in a courtroom
0: them in front, front the of the family
2: in, in, right, of in the public right. with everybody right. and their right. full knowledge of it. But when you have it behind, and, those, and I, you I mean, mean, and I. And,
1: And that's That's the thing, Sarah, like I I respect what you do. And I, you know, and and I think that even you would agree that sometimes people, especially people who are in so much hurt and so much pain can be unreasonable. Right. And so like, just like we say at a mediation, if everybody walks away a little bit unhappy, then the right thing happened. Right. And, and I mean, so I do struggle with Oh, you know, lock people charged with murder, you know, away forever and ever and ever and ever. Because even that case, there were, you know, there were circumstances surrounding that, you know, and and there are just different levels of murder. There just are, you know, I mean, the the state doesn't recognize them. There are. And
2: in real life, there are.
1: but, But I agree with you. I think, I hope, I hope that the, that the decedent's family is just hurt because they heard about it afterwards, you know, and not just, you know, it's
2: also because I had this whole, I have this conversation every day with adults and children, you know, what Brene Brown says, she says, I love her clear as kind. Mm -hmm. I hear people, people give me news that I don't like. People say things to me. I don't like every day and I can accept it because they come from a place of honesty when they tell me, right. Um, it's like when uh, it's like when a judge goes into dis- a way you don't like it and he gives you an order of why, Okay, I may not like it, but I respect it. And especially with victims, and I do a lot of victims advocate work a lot, um, especially with sexual assault victims. And part of of the healing process, is not forgiveness of what happened or it's it's they've got to have this kind of like forgiveness of um for themselves you know what i mean because forgiveness is never about the the other person it's about your heart because if you right right every day it only hurts you right it doesn't hurt them and so like they've got to come to this realization that what happened was awful and It wasn't right. And and we all agree with that. But like there might be a decision by a judge that we don't like. And and we can all live with that when it's all out in the open. But we can't live with it when you do it behind closed doors on your last day of your, you know, it just. It makes it it seem,
1: it makes it seem. Yeah.
2: It seems that way, maybe, allegedly, for educational purposes, because it was shady. I mean to
0: me what is the point what is the point of say, like doing these like seeing these things and we're not fully like shining the light on exactly like this is what happened like if there's any reason for you to do it in in chambers if there's any reason for you to do it without notifying victims the, per statute and per constitution if there's any reason for us to do it then you shouldn't be doing it like you should not be doing that and I think that for me, yeah. in the work that I do, it makes me fierce because there's so little control that victims have over what's happening. You know, you have the right to confer with the prosecutor, but that doesn't mean they can veto what's going to happen. I mean, there's just so, so little, at least giving them the respect and saying, hey, you're not going to like what's going to happen at this hearing. It's going to be crap. You're going to hear things you don't want to hear. The results is probably not going to be what you want, but at least you're here. You can have your say. And that's the end. Like At least have that terrible conversation and say, this is going to suck, but we respect you enough to at least tell you that.
2: Right. I I feel like there's this huge disconnect with prosecutors because there's like, they're like almost angry that there's a victim. Like, like you just added. But here's the the
1: other thing too, is that, and again, just because I can't help it. I just am going to always come up from the defense side. Right. But there was this law put in place, right. That, that, if you provide substantial, assist, substantial assistance after you've been convicted, then you'll get, then you should get, um, you know, some benefit.
0: You should, of it, yeah. you
1: should get evaluation. But now, but now what nobody realizes is that I, none of my clients are going to go and talk now, like the ones that are in SCDC, because, you know, I mean, it, it, it just messes up the whole, it messes it up from, Every side, right? I
2: think I think what with with those clients, you've got to tell them that that, that's not what happened here. Okay. That's not what happened in this situation. Everybody wasn't doing the right thing on the up and up. Because we this is the deal. There's no I I remember listening to this story once and he said, We don't sneak. Because when you're doing the right thing, you don't have to sneak. You don't have to. You don't have to sneak. And when you're sneaking around, it's because you're not doing the right thing. Like you know, it's like when I wanted to go to my boyfriend's house when I was 16 and I told, I snuck totally. around, told my mama I was going to my girlfriend's house. It was because I was doing the wrong, or oh, maybe not the wrong thing, but wrong, the wrong thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like that. You don't have to sneak around and do it behind closed doors and in right. the shadows when you're doing the right thing. And, mm-hmm. and, and the thing is, it's like we hold these people like to this higher standard and we put them on this pedestal. And we give them this fancy robe and this like fancy thing. And their signature means everything. And their word means everything. And then when they let us down and they do this kind of stuff. It's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? If that guy's not going to do the right thing, then how can I ever expect anybody else? That's the one person who's supposed to do the right thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And there were so many
0: like, again, going back to like the systemic things that we see, like there were so many different layers of this that should have caught what was happening. You know, like there you've got an order that's never filed, like that's never stamped, never clocked. And then it's like, then have, it? have a
2: caption. It's like, you know, like did the clerk, not? Re- why did the clerk not reject this? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: You know, SCDC like gets a copy of this and it's like, okay, here we go. And it's like, is that all it takes? Like, right. <laughs> I just no, no, right. I well, know. Cause, well, cause,
1: that is, cause like, I got clients. I've never done right. anything, yeah.
2: anything, anything I've ever done. How about you, Amy? Any, does that ever go that, that simple? Oh, it's like, yeah. like, oh, yeah, sure. Rubber stamping. Rubber. Never. never happened in my no. case.
0: It's, it's just, it's, um, it's bizarre and alarming and it frustrates the damn fool out of me because I feel like a lot of, we try, you know, no one is perfect. People make mistakes, but sometimes owning up and saying, yo, screwed up, mess this up. Let's try to do so. Like, let's try to fix this. Like, this is what went wrong. Full disclosure. Here we are.
2: I've done and said things that I should not have done and said, right? I remember I said something about a judge and I shouldn't have said it. It was the truth, but it was not. The right thing to do. And that judge called me out in his chambers. And you know what I looked at him? I looked him dead in the eye and I said, I, he thought I was going to deny it. And I said, I said it and I'm sorry. And I shouldn't have said that. And I would hope and I pray. I know I don't deserve to be forgiven, but I hope you give me some grace. I'm really sorry. I take full responsibility. That should have never come out of my mouth. To this day, that man hugs me when I see him. Because I just looked at him and said, I'm really, really sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I had a, a lapse of judgment and I should have never said that. And we still love each other. This, you know, we're 10 years in and he respects me more than probably anybody because he really, he is our fully expecting you to lot to me. I go, no, I'm not going to dig myself deeper in a hole. But mom and daddy didn't teach me anything. We take accountability, look people in the eye, we make a mistake, own it, ask for forgiveness and do better next time. And that's pleasant. I right, do it right.
0: Right. You do better. right. Don't, don't do it again. It's not pleasant having to right. take responsibility for the crappy things that we've done. Like, it sucks. But Doing that the whole
2: thing rarely is easy. No. Rarely.
0: It's, it's exactly. It's not. Uh, Zeke, you've said nothing since yeah. like it's become Next like week. a full estrogen. I don't know if yeah. Zeke was like a talk.
2: Like, I was like, Is Zeke, is, like, Zeke a sick or what's
3: the deal? Was- well, I. I, I- <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm on here, like waiting for, like, I was going to pose questions, but y'all are just like killing it and y'all are preaching and keep preaching.
0: <laughs> well, coming from an actual preacher, I think we're going to be like, amen.
2: See? <laughs> I want you to know that I love Jesus more than anybody, um, but I also curse a whole bunch and I can't help it. And I went to my preacher many, many years ago, cause I really felt so torn in life because I cursed and I couldn't stop and I prayed about all the time. And my preacher said, he said, Amy, you're a wonderful human being. You're a good mom. You have a good heart. You do love Jesus. I think it's a coping mechanism. <laughs> and I really don't think Jesus gives two shits if you say a curse word.
3: <laughs> hey, well, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a preacher and I cuss sometimes too. So
2: it's real life. It's, Where, right. it's real life
0: over here. It's real exactly.
3: life. Exactly, exactly. We're so, in the trenches, um,
0: seeing real things.
3: That's right. Well, I just like I had, a, you know, I said a whole lot at the beginning before the two Amy's got on, but like
0: <laughs> took over. Y'all, are, y'all
3: are the y'all are the um y'all are the experts on it all, and so it's been fun to sit here and listen to the banter back and forth, and to listen to y'all, um, yeah, speak truth to to. Power, and I hope that power lis- hears maybe not listen but hears um, what you have to say um, as someone who seeks justice in my line of work, different kind of justice, but justice all the same um, i I hope that uh, that speaking truth to power um, gets through to the power.
0: That's too. I and, think that's and the I thing. Think that's what we just keep saying it, right? We just yeah. keep talking. Sorry, Amy, I didn't mean that's to. Right. Try I, I
1: Damn it. But but I guess it's, you know, I don't. I was in trial last week and it was, you know, I didn't know what was gonna happen, but but it was the best. Honestly. Everybody knew but me. But um, and I'm glad it worked out. But but it was just the best trial experience and I'll tell you why it's because the judge was so um, he was so kind. Um, And I remember when we were back in chambers and he said to me, you know, it's better to be dumb and nice than, than smart and mean. And I was like, I don't think you're dumb at all, but, but the way that this, judge approached just the trial process and and somebody record this because i'm going to say it working with that prosecutor was i mean a, an incredibly pleasant experience and when that jury came back with two not guiltys in, in in exactly one hour he came over and he shook my hand and he said i learned a lot this was that was his uh, first trial um bless his heart um you know oh. on his own but but even but even but not just being gracious in a loss which I've seen solicitors in Ori County Mary Ellen waters um not not be kind right <laughs> um in <laughs> fact in fact they won't come back in the yeah. courtroom they like, look they down out. right not come back in a courtroom but, what you know I mean but 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 this, but even before, like it, it it wasn't a good experience just because I was on the right side of the outcome. But even leading up to the trial, even like this, because I was out of town, um, and so I was doing a lot of stuff by phone. And he was just the solicitor was so nice, like by phone, and we and we discussed issues, and we were able to. We had a really long Monday was all pretrial stuff. And I, and I started to get a, a little bit emotional and 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 passionate because you know I felt like this side w- was missing you know just the, the things that that I wanted and and then you know and the, the judge just let me go and then I was like judge I said I, and by the time I was done with my presentation like I was from behind the table I was in front of the table I was almost up at the at the bench because I was trying you know I just can't sit still basically and my Adderall was running low but. But um, and then I looked up and I realized how close I was to the judge. I said, "I said I'm so sorry." I I was like, I, I you know just I feel like we're we're both advocating passionately, and and I just and he was like, "No, don't ever apologize." He's like, "You two are communicating. You you know you you can you can still be on opposite sides and still be adverse, and um you know and 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 still be pleasant to each other." And it was honestly, win or lose it, it, it was the best trial experience I've had. And I've had a lot of them. Um, And that's, that, that's the kind of, of advocacy that I really
2: want people to see, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, by and large, I have that relationship with most of my prosecutors with the exception of her, like one or two here. Uh, But that's the way it's supposed to be. Like, if we all follow the, right, it, I tell my clients all the time that this is a dance mm-hmm. and I have a step I have to do and I've never taken ballroom dancing, but I'm doing this in my cha-cha and they've got to do this in their cha-cha and it's like mm-hmm. they have to do their part and, I, and then we come together and, and it, but it doesn't have to be this, um, I hate your gut. I don't, you know, I hate your guts moment. It's like when when they you it, on one side, and they you turn know, it personal.
0: It's not personal. Yeah. You can be, it's an adversarial right. process, but we don't have to be personal adversaries to be like, able to be good advocates. I don't, for the we don't mind or, conflict. Or conflict.
2: like conflict. I don't mind. I don't look for conflict, but I don't mind it. I dress it head on. I'm very clear and kind with people. I'm very respectful. I lay it on the line. I, I tell the truth. You also, Yeah. They also know where you're coming from. Right. They right. know exactly where I stand all the time. I'm, I'm to a fault. I have no Personally, I have no really secrets. My client secrets I keep, of course. But, you know, everybody knows where I stand on things. I don't Mm -hmm. pull any punches, but I do it in a very gracious, kind way. And that's respectful. And everybody appreciates that. And that's what that's the way this is supposed to be. And somewhere along the way, you know, prosecutors and I we were arguing because they wanted to add, um, was it rule 3.8? They wanted to add the part where Um, prosecutors, if after conviction learned of evidence of um, innocence, that they would have a duty to turn it over
1: and reopen the the case.
2: Yeah. They just had to turn it over and and put it before a judge to make a decision. Right. 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 And the Solicitor's um, Association fought it tooth and nail. Why would we fight that? So they asked me to go speak at the House of Delegates for the bar who would adopt this this ethics rule. And I, I sat there and I listened. And I, and I just, I've never been so disappointed with a group of people because y- you realize that they got so, they're supposed to be the administrators of justice. What does the rules say, Amy? What are they, the, the ministers of justice? Your job. I used to say
0: this to my dad all the time when I was a prosecutor. I'd be like, well, your job, you you, you know, what, yeah. my job is to do justice. As a prosecutor, that is it. Sometimes that's dismissing a case, prosecuting to the fullest extent. That
2: is the prosecutor's job, period. And when I think of that, I think of it like so, like in my head. I think of it like as one of the most noble professions you can have. Right. Yeah. yeah. And right. that, that, cause sometimes justice looks really different for different cases. It does. And I just, I just have this like vision of like all gold sword, like in my head, like lady justice, like it, that's the one what i, I had. That's going in my years. But yeah. somehow along the way they lost sight of that. And all they want is the win. They're just trying to put a W on the board. And that's not what justice looks like. And so when I was speaking to the House of Delegates, I said, and this is like, it's all different types of attorneys from all across the state. And I asked, I said, if you raise your hand if you're okay with leaving a man behind bars that's innocent. A man or woman behind bars. Raise your hand if you're okay with that. Raise your hand. I'm waiting. Prosecution? Prosecutor's Association, come on, give me your best go at it. Are you okay with that? They said, no. And I said, then why are we so scared of adopting this rule? Aren't aren't we supposed to fight just as hard if somebody's innocent as we are, if they're guilty, do you know what I mean? Ain't a prosecutor supposed to want that too? but that's where the disconnect has happened. Just like it's, ha- it's the disconnect has happened in the prison system, the disconnect has happened in the DSS system. You know, when Joe Cunningham was running uh, for governor, uh, I supported him. And, and he said, Amy, he said, you have such a good heart. Like, is there anything that you want to do? Like, I feel like you need to hold some kind of position. Would, what would you like to do? What can I help you to give you a, a way to like read? You know, I just I hear you talking and I'm listening. And I said, I want to be head of the prison system. I want to like help in the prison system or I want to be head of DSS. Can I do that? Like, what can I do? Like I have a servant's heart and I think, and he said, son of a gun. Like nobody wants that. Nobody wants to do that. Why would you want to do that? And I said, I, I vote for her to be a
1: head of DSS by the way. Those are the people that, that would be really great. Amy.
2: <laughs> don't we want to rehabilitate people? Don't we, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to treat people without dignity no matter what they have done. If we are a Psalm of our worst day, then we would all fall short. We all fall short.
0: That reminds me, we were talking about Ted Lasso before we started. And, you know, there was a quote. I mean, I cried my eyes out yesterday and I'm not going to spoil anything, but I think there was a quote in the last, next episode where it was, you know, let us all hope that we are not judged by our worst decisions that we make on the worst day but that we are judged by what we do when we are if we are given a second chance. Like do mm. we not is, is there not some element whether we are victims or defendants or prosecutors or defense attorneys or you know milkmen or male ladies or whatever do we not want there to be some positivity some good in the world some highlighting of There are good people still in this world it's not about the wins and the losses and the judging and the pointing of fingers but saying let us take some initiative to say let's make this world a better place like let's just do let's just do better
3: Sarah and I were talking um yesterday we were um planning for future podcast episodes and Um, I was in, my wife and I were in seminary um, in Georgia, in Atlanta, when they put, um, when they, the state killed Kelly, Kelly uh, Gissendanner, um, the first woman to be um, put to death um, in the state of Georgia. And uh, our seminary worked in the, the prison that she was in. And she went through actually... Um, the theological education certificate program that um, a lot of our seminary professors taught in and um, talk about someone who made, you know, she said the worst decision that she had ever made by taking part and having her husband killed, but went through this rehabilitation in the 20 years she was in prison built back the relationships with her children, got these, 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 this education while she was there. I mean, the, the prison warden would put people in the cell beside her who were suicidal. Yeah. So that, so that she could help them. And going back to this whole conversation, like, the state of georgia could not admit that maybe they made a mistake not made a mistake but that that this person could not was so vile that she could not be re- rehabilitated what's our what's our what's our system for if someone can't be a changed person at the end of their experience in the department of corrections. What, what's it, I mean, I just, it's, it blows my mind and, you know, going back to the whole Jarred price conversation, like it's just, it just blows my mind that these systemic issues can't be addressed. And the state of Georgia put somebody to, to, killed somebody because they couldn't admit that, you know, maybe a, a different decision needed to be made about this human being's life.
1: It, you know, it, it and, and, and that's the thing that blows my mind. And I think that that's one of the frustrations that we see probably on all of the sides that we work on in this is that, um, I mean, we're all human, every single flipping one of us. Right. And, and, You know but but just like you said if there's not a hope if there's not a hope to you know rehabilitate or make change um then then why then why do we even have this system you know then just you know um i i I saw this i don't know where i saw the debate going on but um one of the it had to have been in one of my groups i don't know but one of the um, female um, members of the Manson family um, was finally granted parole after yeah.
0: 50 years I think I think since 71 like I think she's been incarcerated since seven like yeah so 50,
1: so 52 yeah. years um, and and she was you know what 18 nineteen 1920 when she goes mm-hmm. in and they talk about and she'd been denied parole numerous times but was finally you know, granted it and it was the the appeal was upheld and people are just all up in arms. But then, you know, if you, I would just wish people would stop and listen for a second and, and look at the things that this 18, 19, 20 year old was going through at that time. And the things that she participated in were horrific. And, and, you know, who has to live with that every single day? She does, you know, but, but instead of, you know, taking her own life or, or, you know, causing riots or causing problems in the prisons. She was just like you said. She was like, especially for the, the the young ladies that were only in there for a short period of time. She was able to touch them, not in an inappropriate way. Um, sorry, it's just the nature of my job. Um, yeah,
0: we know we're you know, lawyers. Which
1: caveats, right? <laughs> it's so bad that I qualify that, but <laughs> but. I mean to hear all of the amazing things that she um, has done and continues to do, and I, I, what moved me the most was, and obviously it came from her lawyer, but the the gist of what she said is, you know, if if if, if they appeal it and it and it gets overturned, I'm still that's not going to change who I am, and and I mean, like you said, that's the that I hope. Should be the epitome of our situation, but you know, for a multitude of reasons. Um, well, and I think you
2: know why. You know why they don't. You know why people want to stand behind their keyboards and make their comments. You know, everybody wants justice till it's their kid that gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. Till it's their mama. Till it's their sister. Till it's their brother. Whatever, and then they're all begging for mercy, right? They can't. And what I've learned is people can't see past their own experience. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm going to because I'm a white woman of privilege. I'm going to choose not I'm going to choose not to believe that um, uh, there's racism in America because um, because we when when people um, from a different point of view or a different experience tell us we don't believe them. We don't believe them. And so the best thing we could ever do is when people it's like um, uh, if someone's telling me a story about how they were marginalized and um, and and hurt because of the color of their skin, instead of saying, well, that's never happened to me or I've never seen that. Like instead, I don't do that. Right. 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 And totally dismiss them that this happened and then ask ourselves, what can we do? to make to make this a better situation when I when I encounter it. It's kinda of like when I go into Target and only the black makeup has sensors on it. I show my ass. You know what I mean? Because I'm coming from a place of privilege. You know what I mean? I'm a white woman. I can say anything and do anything I want in this world pretty much. I mean I mean, unless it's up against a white dude, I guess. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I I do. You know, it's always, people are like, white women will do all kinds of crazy shit and say all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, I could pull a Karen, you know what I mean? And no one. I mean, I some Twitter.
0: Come on, it's crazy.
2: Right, like, you know what I mean? So like, when I see those things, when you see something, you have to stand up and do something. So when people tell you about people can be better, Zeke, I I 100% believe what you just told me. Because you saw that- up close and personal. You saw her heart and how she changed and how she she didn't want to leave this. This makes me it breaks my heart. She didn't want to leave this world as a murderer. She wanted to leave this world as someone who um, made a difference. Made a difference and and forged a relationship with Jesus for so many people. What a gift. You know I mean and the idea that she left this world and didn't get to like carry on that mission, that just breaks my heart because that's not what the system's supposed to be about.
0: You know, justice looks different. You know, this, the name of the podcast is Stepping Toward Justice. And I kind of came up with the name thinking about the staircase, you know, with Dr. Martin Luther King. Like, you don't have to see the whole staircase to take that, take a step towards uh, justice. And, you know, what justice looks like. And all of us do different things in the justice arena. You know, Zeke, you, Amy, Amy, like, You know, we're not all going to see things the same way through the same lens, through the same experience, but we can all respect each other's opinion and, and what justice can mean for us and for our clients and for society. And by having conversations and talking about these things, that's where change can happen. That's where we can grow. That's where we can learn. You know, 25 year old Sarah had nothing on 41 year old Sarah. Like there's so much, (laughs) you know, and the experiences I had as a public defender or as a, as a public school teacher before I became a lawyer, like those are experiences that make me a better person. And so if we just get on our silos and say, this is where I live and I'm not moving and I'm not looking out and I don't give a crap. What kind of life is that? And I know that we've, you know, it's um, it just, It makes me feel good to have these conversations with other lawyers and preachers, because if we don't talk (laughs) about these things, if we pretend that everything's fine, don't look at the man behind the curtain, there's nothing to see here. That's where the darkness Thrives and it's not. It's we're not helping anybody, whether it's justice for defendants or for victims or for people who are, you know, substance uh, who are substance abuse disorders and whatever they've got going on. Whoever the people are, it's not going to help it if we pretend like nothing's wrong, nothing's happening. And so, I appreciate you all just coming on and chatting and
3: yep.
0: talking <laughs> because we got to have these conversations.
3: Our world, our world tells us that it's most important to be right. And when in reality, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: if we live in a world where we all seek to do justice, to just be decent human beings, conversations like these can happen. But Mm -hmm. until we put down our desire to be right,
2: was well, ego, right? It's ego
3: yeah yeah
2: it's got to, it's, it can't be a, it, the, the problem is is in our in the United States it's all become about me. It, we've become a me society. It's like when everybody's fighting you know um, the lockdown, it, the lockdown wasn't government control it, gov- it was we want to save our neighbor. I won't I don't want Miss Ruby beside of me to die. Right. I don't want to spread a virus. So it, it, and, and instead of us all like collectively, I think that was really like what the really the line kind of was for me is like I was ter- like, I didn't even want to go around my parents. So I was terrified that I would. But it wasn't just my parents. It wasn't just the people I loved. It was Miss Ruby across the street. It was the lady at the grocery store. It was this kind of thing. I wanted to protect everybody along the way. And somehow we missed that. It was all about me, my rights, my feelings, my whatever. And we lost sight of our collectiveness because that's I really feel like our communities are where we're so powerful. And like that's, you know what I mean? Whether it's our church community, our, you know, our, the town that we live in, um, our judicial community, whatever that is for you. Like we lost sight that that's like so important. And but that's where the magic is. And until we get back to the collective, we're going to just see just gridlock, right? It's going to be gridlock because somewhere along the way, we've all lost sight of like what's important, not just for me, but for everybody. And that's all, that's all I ever want.
0: (laughs) I talk a lot about centering victims' voices and elevating victims' voices because that's what I try to do in, in the work that I do. And I think, um... You know so often we overestimate our you know who we are and how much other people think of us and we center ourselves in situations that we have no business being centered in and it's always important to hear those co- like what you were talking about like thinking about your neighbor like is it convenient for me not to be able to do what i think i want to do no it might not be but i give a crap about miss ruby across the street so i'm gonna Protect her, or whatever the situation. National treasure, is. and she has to be protected at all costs. Yeah. Rather than protect Miss <laughs> yeah. from across the street. It's it's just what we need to do. It's what we need.
2: To do. So, yeah.
0: well, y'all rock! Thank you so much for joining us.
2: I for- love Sarah Ford. I love you, Zeke, and Amy knows that. I love you. Yeah. Much love I to do.
0: everybody.